right to the shortstop on contact. Hayward was headed home. He's in a rundown, and he avoided the tag, and all hands are safe. Welcome back to the Rundown Podcast. We are back better than ever. My name is Abe Hicks with my main man, Dylan Kearns. How you feeling? How you doing, Dylan? Oh, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. We have a lot to talk about. We sure do. It's been a while. Sorry, it's been really hectic with work for the both of us. But in that time, a lot has happened, and we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about them hot pirates, some teams that are struggling. The A's are moving to Vegas. What else is going on? Oh, yeah, there was a series in Mexico this past weekend. Had no idea about it. We'll jump into all that later. But starting off with one of the hottest teams in baseball, the first team in the NL to hit 20 wins is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, you heard that correct, ladies and gentlemen. The Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the NL Central. I believe the record is 20-9. and nine. They're taking the league by storm. Dylan, we did not see this coming. What is your take on the current state of the Pittsburgh Pirates? It's good, man. It's good. And and this is the thing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, right, you lose an all-star short, not all-star, but a good shortstop. Your potential future piece right there in O'Neill Cruz. Everyone's like, oh, great. The one sliver of hope the Pirates had is gone now that O'Neill Cruz broke his ankle. And not so fast. What does uh, Lee Corso say? Not so fast, my friend. Ever since then, the Pirates, they've been going on a hot streak. If they didn't lose that one game to the Dodgers, which is the game I was at, eight to seven, they were leading in that game. They were uh, roughing up Noah Syndergaard, almost sent him into retirement. Um, I'm telling you, he did not have his stuff that night. But the Pirates, they they would have won 12 straight baseball games if it wasn't for that. They swept a couple series ahead of that. They're beating good baseball teams, and they're playing well. And they're getting quality starts, which is something they didn't get at all last year. This year, they're putting streaks together. They were like 12, 12 quality starts, I believe, so far this year. That's great stuff from a team that you look at their rotation, Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez, guys that, you know, aren't really attractive. But they're pitching the ball well. Johan Oviedo's off to a phenomenal start so far this year. And the Buccos are doing it. Also, I love G. Juan Bay out there in center field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You hit on a lot of it. Their pitching has been phenomenal. But I'm going to uh, look at the Pirates from the offensive side, I guess you can say. Uh, but more specifically, their base running. They run, Dylan. They run. Simple as that. And they're very good at it. They have stolen 41 bases in 29 games this year. Think about this. The Minnesota Twins had 38 all of last year. So I think this a lot of this is a product of the new rules pitch clock and bigger bases. Um, the Pirates, they are a great feel-good story. And they're a good team. Simple as that. And they've been bad for so long that I think everybody is now loving on them. So clear the deck because I'm on the Bucks bandwagon all year. I'm telling you, they're they're just they're playing good ball. You couldn't have said it any better. They're running the base as well. I mentioned Chiwan Bay. He stole three bags that game that I went to, and yeah. he just got, found a way to get on base. Stole second, stole third. Like he's just stealing bases, and uh, it it produces runs. He scored on both of those plays in that game alone. But I mean, heck, he's got over ten so far this year. He's a productive baseball player. They got guys that are getting it done. And I'll, I'll mention one name out of the bullpen. This guy will be an all star this year. Book it. All right, book it. It's April. Left-hander out of the bullpen for Pittsburgh. He's not a closer. Watch out for Jose Hernandez. Jose Hernandez has been an absolute beast for the Pirates so far this year. He's a lefty lefty pitcher. He's going to work. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the Pirates, they have been a surprising team this year. Well, also in the first month of baseball, we got some surprising players. Some guys we didn't think, you know, maybe, oh, their season, not their season, but their career has fallen down on the wayside. And some guys have picked it back up. And one of my surprise, surprise players this year is Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, I feel like he's playing free. He's so loose, you know. There's not a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He's healthy for once, and he's been able to find a swing back. I don't think he's stressing as much as he was in L.A. Not saying that he can get back to MVP Bellinger again, but he has all-star level talent, and he is currently playing like it. Yeah, I like that take, man. And he not only that, on the offensive side of the ball, he's going to get it in center. Yeah. They played against the Washington Nationals, found it ball deep in the gap. I mean, he's he's just – he looks like a different player. Maybe he's one that understands, I got one year on my contract. I better go out there and prove that I'm this big-dollar player. But uh, you're used to getting a breeze at the ballpark when you go, but it's been a little bit hotter now that he's been at the ballpark because he's hitting the ball instead of fanning at it. So um, good move for Bellinger. He, he does a lot of great things well. Yeah, and so my other guy, uh, another surprise player in baseball this year, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is pitching. He is pitching like he was on the Oakland A's. Remember when he was a sought-after uh, player? Everybody wanted him at the at the trading deadline. He ended up going to the Yankees. That didn't work out. Um, and it's just he goes to Minnesota after his time in New York, and he's been really solid ever since. But so far this year, he's putting up his best year. He's really selling in Minnesota, has a 0. 0.77 ERA. He has 41 strikeouts, and most importantly, he has no home runs allowed this year. What a phenomenal start for Sonny Gray. Don't forget, he was dominant in Cincinnati for a few years. Yeah, Cincinnati. I forgot about Cincinnati after New York. He yeah. left Left the Yankees, cleared his head in a small market of Cincinnati, pitched well there, and now he's 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 regaining what he was before that. So hats off to Sonny Gray. He's pitching well. Yes, sir. I'll give you a name who I like so far this year. And he's a little bit under the radar. No one really thinks about it. The Rangers are scoring like 30 runs a night, it seems like. Every single time you turn up, like you're viewing the scores or whatever, Rangers put up 16. How the hell are they doing it? Well, I'll tell you a player that's contributing well. Jonah Heim, the catcher. Mm-hmm. Little switch hitter guy. He's uh, f- got five homers on the year, hitting over 300. If you can get production out of the catching spot, and I know I don't want to give another catching take here, otherwise we'll get blasted again. But um, you get production out of that position, I'm telling you, it, it only benefits your lineup beyond that. I mean, you already have the guys of uh, ahead of them. You got Adolis Garcia. Um, you got Corey Seager, the guys you signed, and then uh, Marcus Semyon. You have pieces around you. Nate Lowe's a good player. But you get that production from a catcher spot. He's off to a heck of a start this year. And uh, hopefully that's something that can stick because the Rangers are scoring a lot of runs and they're in first place in the AL West. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, the Rangers, they scored a lot of runs last year. Uh, Just very high octane offense. And what did they do this offseason? They got some pitching to to go with it with the Grom, even though he's always hurt. Nathan Evaldi has been solid this year. Martin Perez is a solid pitcher. Uh so watch out for those Rangers. They may be giving the Astros a run for their money there in, in the AL West. All right. So moving on here, we've talked about the surprise teams and players who have been off to a hot start. And but on the flip side, there's been some teams that have been struggling. Uh Dylan, do you wanna you wanna start off Start off with this, or you want me to lead this off here? I'll start it because I think mine's more uh, going out here. All right. I'm telling you right now, 
there is no bigger embarrassment to the game of baseball. No team that embarrasses the logo of the Shield, the MLB. No one embarrasses that logo of Major League Baseball more than the Chicago White Sox in 2023. I'm telling you, this is a team years ago. I mean, a couple of years ago, going into 2020, before the whole season got all wonky, everyone was like, all right, let's ride high with the White Sox, right? Giolito's pitching well the year before. He had his no-hitter in 2020. You had Tim Anderson. You had Moncada coming off his insane 2019, which is an outlier, by the way. He sucks, all right? He's not a good baseball player. I don't want to hear any of this hype around him anymore. Luis Robert doesn't run out balls. They have eight. They have eight wins on the year, right? Their team batting average is two thirty five. Abraham, you're not going to win a lot of games like that. I understand you got Eloy on the shelf, but give it a break. He's always on the shelf. All right. You don't need to worry about. Oh, we'll, we'll have Jimenez back. No, you won't. All right, because he's going to be back on that IL before you know it. Okay, I'm sick and tired of it. Not only does it stop at their offense, their pitching's been brutal. You got fat-ass Lance Lynn out there pitching every day, right? Their team pitching, their team ERA, 596. They've given up 48 home runs in a month. 48 home runs in a month. I haven't taken an at-bat since I was a sophomore in high school, and I could bury one into the seats at, at Guaranteed Rate Park. Guaranteed Rate Field, whatever you want to call it. Luis Robert, I go back to him. He didn't run out of ball, right? This guy had had so much potential. Everyone atop the prospect charts. Oh, yeah, five tools, five tools. Great guy, I tell you. Well, he doesn't have a head, all right? He's hitting 212 this year. I'm not talking about this year. Everyone's like five-tool player, right? Another guy that's struggled with injuries, I get. He's only hit 41 career home runs. He's never had more than 13 in a season. And you're telling me, Luis Robert, oh my, this guy could be Acuna. He isn't on the same planet as Acuna. If he, if, if Acuna's on Earth, this guy's on Mars. And there's no life on Mars, and there's no life with this baseball player. Six times on the injured list for Robert. You don't run out of ball? I'm telling you, this is terrible. That was the most pathetic baseball play I've seen in my life. I'd bench his ass for a month. Uh, Dylan, I think that's a that's a top three rant for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just it's, it's embarrassing. And I didn't even get to the point about the White Sox. They were they had so much high hopes. Always, maybe not this year. They were like an under the radar. Maybe they could do it. Maybe they could surprise. No, last year they went in as the top runner in the bad AL Central. Then a hot Guardians team took them over. I'm telling you, they fell apart. I don't know what happened to them. Tony LaRusso was a nice experiment. I don't even know who Griffrow all is or whatever his name is. They don't even have a real manager. Neither do the Cardinals, and look how they're playing. You as a Cubs fan, finds a way to lump the Cardinals <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> only only you could pull that off. Only you can pull that off. But no, that it's extremely it's, – it's, it's sad what's going on on the south side of Chicago. And did you know – Talk about being in a big market. They've never spent over $100 million on a player. Yeah, they were highest paid players hitting 281 for him this year. His name's Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, that was, yeah, terrible signing. But isn't that, that's crazy. Like, how, how do you not, you don't go sign guys? You don't go sign big name players? No one that's, wants to go play in the south side of Chicago. I don't blame you. I don't There's blame you. There's no history there like Wrigley. Yeah. There's nothing like. 
it's just it, no one wants to go play for the White Sox, and Reinsdorf mm-hmm. doesn't spend his money. Yeah. Well, Dylan, that was an A plus rant uh, about the White Sox, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. They are truly an embarrassment. And another team that is creeping up that embarrassment louder is nobody other than the New York Yankees. The Yankees are 15 and 15 as of today's recording, and they are last in the AL East. The Yankees, gosh, I don't even, how do I even put this? The, Yan- the Yankees just, they're, I don't know what's going on. The Yankees, the Yankees are in a world of trouble. I know that they are battling injuries. But this team is poorly constructed. I said it before the season. They won't win any games trotting Aaron Hicks and IKF out on that field. There is no accountability with this team, whether it's Boone making terrible decisions or Cashman in the front office. Listen to this, Dylan. Frankie Montas, Lou Trevino, Josh Donaldson, Aaron Hicks, and IKF are all making a total of $48.6 million. And that is from players you're getting little to nothing from this season. That's more than what Aaron Judge is making. Brian Cashman must have some serious dirt on the Steinbrenners because Ray Charles can see and Stevie can only wonder how mediocre this team is year in and year out. Wow. That's good. That's good. But I think you're a little bit uh you're 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 jumping off the deep end. You see a pool for the first time and you're jumping in. I've seen this year in and year out with this Yankees team. No, you didn't. Last year they were hot in April and May. Don't don't say you see this year in and year wait, out. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, wait a minute, but the same things happen every year. Their offense is anemic. Every year, Kazman hasn't addressed the offense. He's been trotting the same offense out there since 2017. Here's your problem. Here's your problem, Abe. All right, let's hear it. You were preaching for them to let the kids play. You wanted Volpe to have a shot. Yes. He has a shot. not the problem. He's Listen to me. There's one month into the season. He went into this year saying, all right, we want Cabrera in left field. We want Volpe at shortstop. That's the way we want to play our games this year, right? Let the kids play. The rest of the veterans will take care of itself. Judge, Stanton, Rizzo. I understand Stanton's hurt. I understand it's going to happen. But when you look at the Yankees team, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit. Everyone goes through a little bit of a, a rough stretch. They're what, three and seven in their last 10? They lost a heartbreaker in the ninth today. But I'm telling you. There's a cash, uh, not Cashman's Boone's dumb decisions. He shouldn't have threw Clay, uh, Clay Holmes out there in the ninth. There's no reason for it. It's uh, sure you could say some of it's bad decision making, but you still have to let these kids play. You haven't had Carlos Rodon all year. You haven't had Frankie Montas all year. I'm telling you, you have to find a way to get these guys back into the fold before you can see the whole logistical picture of everything. You're you're mad in April, and you got to let them play the course. I have every reason to be mad because here's the thing. Who is taking responsibility for this? There has to be some accountability, and there is no accountability with this team. Steinbrenner doesn't care. He'll shell out a four-year contract to Brian Cashman. And for what? The same mediocre, the same pile of crap we get every year with this baseball team. That's all I got to say. I still stand by that it's a little bit premature, but we'll take it. All right. All right. Well, 
Well, a move that uh has been a story within baseball this past week or two. The Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps. Is that the city that never sleeps, or is that is that New York? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like oh well, you can Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. That's yeah, that's a city that definitely never sleeps. Uh so um a lot of mixed reactions about the A's moving to Las Vegas. Dylan, how how do you feel about it? I'm undecided. And I know I'm usually one that's on never on the fence, right? I got to yeah. pick one side or the other. I just don't know how I feel about it. I see the Oakland A's from a baseball standpoint. I love the history behind it, and I feel for their fans, maybe all five of them that I'm talking to right now, but if I'm lucky. Um, but seriously, when you look at the Oakland A's, that ballpark, it might it may be a shithole in Oakland. You might see that thing and be like, oh, my gosh, I hate that place. But there's history there. The wild card that's game, it. that's what it's throw. Like everything that – there's so much nostalgia with the Oakland A's. They've had some great teams. They just haven't been able to win with them. So I feel for that city, and I feel for that more than anything. But if there was ever a time to do it, it's right now. Because you need to – the the game of baseball is dying. You need to live it up somehow. And by moving a baseball team that's in a place that's getting no looks to a place that will get looks whether they want them or not, that's going to be the only way they can do it. So I'm not pissed at the move, but – from a standpoint of, oh my gosh, that's the Oakland A's, like all that stuff, they're now into the category of the Montreal Expos and those teams that you just forget about. Mm. Mm. I agree with you on some things, and I disagree with you on other things. I do agree with you that the rich history with the Oakland A's, you hate. I just hate to see that go. I wish that the owner um, could have found a way to, to keep that team there. I think he's very selfish treated the fans like crap um, and then tried blaming the fans when they put out a piss poor team on the field. And I don't, I, I just don't want to put that on the fans, but I think ultimately the A's moving to Las Vegas, I think it's a bad move for baseball. And I'll tell you why Vegas will immediately be one of the smallest TV markets in baseball currently now. And I know you mentioned, you know, reaching more fans, but Las Vegas, it's an it's an older population there. Um, and some things that I'm worried about is will they retain Oakland fans on TV while playing in Vegas? And I'm not sure because fans are bitter that they are leaving Oakland. So I'm not sure about that. And the other thing is, will tourists fill the stadium? Because it's because if not, it's a it's a team playing on a small market, small TV market. So yeah. I don't know. And the other thing is, my final thing, the dangerous thing here is looking at the NFL and saying, oh, the Raiders made it work, but here's the difference. NFL team has eight home games, and it's once a week. Baseball is built different. The tourist influx isn't enough to support 162 games and half of those at home. I just don't think so in Vegas. It's a great take. So, I mean, they would have to build, obviously – uh, a dome or retractable roof because think about it. You want to go to Vegas? Do you want to sit in the hot sun and go see a baseball game? If let's say if you're not a baseball, you're just a tourist, normal tourist. 
Yeah, you're probably not. You're not going to you're not going to Vegas to go to a baseball game. Exactly. And I think I think that's a huge misconception with the A's moving to Vegas. So I don't know. I don't know if time will tell. I don't think I mean there's other booming markets across the country, Nashville, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um I don't know. I don't know. That's that's tough. I, I feel bad for Oakland fans. I really do. I uh, agree. So uh, finally, um, we're going to talk, discuss MLB marketing and how terrible it is. Dylan, did you know that there was a series in Mexico this past weekend between the Giants and the San Diego Padres? I'll tell you how I did know, Abe. I'll tell you how I did know that there was a series in Mexico. MLB The Show. When they dropped their little cards, it said that there's going to be a little a little thing you can get for players that are playing in the Mexico series. And that tells you how bad MLB marketing is. I'm telling you, if you got to find out from a video game that there's a series being played, there's no like highlight clips. There, there's a few out there after the fact. But I'm telling you, promoting this series, there's a game in Mexico. That's pretty freaking cool, right? You'd think that you would have sell the game saying, hey, there's more international markets. I know you may have liked the World Baseball Classic. Here's two MLB teams with uh, Mexican backgrounds and stuff like that with players that are playing in that game. This is your spot. This is your spot to shine and, and go out there and play. Market your game internationally. I'm telling you, it, it, it bothers me that a, a video game markets this sport more than the sport markets itself. That's That's just embarrassing. Totally agree. Had no idea. Just like you, I found out when I clicked on Diamond Dynasty and saw, oh, there's a series in Mexico? And or when I scroll on Twitter, like, oh, the Mexico series completed. San Diego Padres win. Had no idea. No idea. And just like you said, there is a lot of Latino heritage, uh, Mexico, Mexican heritage within with within those two teams. And MLB, I don't know why, but I feel like in these situations where they have the chance to hit a home run, pun intended, uh, they're rounding third, about to score home, and they they trip heading home, and they slip and fall, and they get caught, boom, get tagged out on the third baseline. I feel like that is just that's just that's the analogy of how how bad MLB is at marketing, not just their players, but important events. Like we saw in Mexico this past series, there's no reason we should be, this should be highlighted all over their social media, all over uh, Instagram, get celebrities, get, where's bad bunny from? Is he from Mexico? No. Uh, well, get, get, get a famous Mexican artist, uh, promote them on your social media. Uh, I don't know if they did. I don't think they did do that. Cause I follow MLB on, on, on every platform and they 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 miss it they miss it every single time and it's extremely frustrating because they have so many chances to grow the game and they blow it yeah they do and i tell you the one thing they really go for they need to market the way they market the little league classic thing remember the thing uh that we're, right. we're late at i forget williamsport Williamsport, right. They they market Williamsport and the whole Little League series and the whole remember the players weekend they used to have the ugly yeah. jerseys with the names on the those back and stuff. Ugly. Those were really ugly. Albeit the, the jerseys were ugly. The nicknames I thought were kind of different. I I don't know how I felt about it, but they still marketed their game to younger audiences that way. Yeah. You know how many Cubs jerseys had El Mago drive walking around Wrigleyville? They loved it. 
That's a, that was part of the game. They should have kept it that way, and they should promote other things like that too. You know, there's a London series coming up in June. Uh, no, who's playing in it? Cubs are playing someone. I forget who, but I wouldn't know because MLB isn't promoting it. It's a month away. <laughs> no, you're right. You're spot on. You're spot on. Oh man, MLB should give us a job. Be on the marketing team. Promise me and me and Dylan would grow the game. And we are also trying to grow the Rundown Media. Thank you for all that's tuned in. Follow us on all our social medias. The Rundown Media um, is our socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Give us a shout out. Follow us. Subscribe. Uh, we're trying to reach more baseball fans just like you. So please send all your support. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back in two weeks for another podcast and talk about all the updated news. But beware, more content, tons of content will be out this week. So thank you. Uh, appreciate you. Follow us on our socials. Have a good day.